How are you? So I wanted to talk about, I'm just going to get into it, how to study your Bible. And there's a few reasons. I remember when I first got baptized and I was like, okay, here I am, Lord. Now what? <laughs> Where's the instruction manual? How do I live? And, you know, everyone that I asked, they were like, oh, just seek the word, seek the word. It's like, okay, great. Now, how do I seek it? How do I study it? What do I do? And many different methods. There's so many different methods out there. If you scroll on Instagram or Pinterest, let's just scroll on Pinterest alone. There's so many methods to, to study your Bible. And so I feel like when we share, this is not the be all of studying your Bible. But this is going to be how we study our Bible. Because we were talking about in past episodes how our daily routine is we're in the word first thing. That's what we open our eyes and um, consume. And so I just wanted to know how you guys study your Bible. If there's any tips for anybody who's like me, like, okay, do I soap? Do I study? Do I like, what method do I verse map? Do I, do I get the children's book out there? Cause I've never been able to understand my Bible when I read it in the past. Um, so any tips that you guys could give for how to read your Bible would be great. <laughs> I think, um, as you were saying, you know, it's like you come into and you're like, look, I don't even know how to read my, but I think about the progression, the progression, my time in the Bible has been, you know, so I have to say to those of you who are listening, like, um, it's okay to be where you are and progress from there because we all start somewhere. So as you hear the way we start our stud, how we study our Bibles, don't be, um, it's no comparison, right? We're mm -hmm. not comparing. We are just, um, giving you tips and tools. I have to be honest. Let's start there. So the first time I read, I have only read my Bible one time through. And that was when I, my 40 at 40 years old, that was the first time that I've ever read my Bible cover to cover. And I was baptized when I was seven, you know, it was more so I did a lot of devotionals. And so the devotional give you like a snippet, right? It gives you a verse and then it gives you someone else's thoughts about that verse. And so that's how it started out for me. Like I could quote scripture. I can tell you where things were, but I didn't. And the more I studied, I was like, oh, Lord, I really didn't understand that. Like I was saying this out of context. I was doing that out of context. But now study looks like for me, it just depends on how much time I have. I always now since reading the Bible through, I recognize how important it is, not necessarily to retain information, to, but to always have before me God and how good he is and who he is. And so for me, I'm always reading a Bible um, reading plan all the way through every year. That's just something that I do. But for me, when I do that, it's just kind of getting through the content. So you read every day. So when I do that, it's like, well, what verse stood out for me today? And I like, I'm a learner. I like to learn and research things. I was like, well, I don't really understand this. So I'll take that one verse and maybe I'll go to Bible study tools and look up the Greek of a word. Like, well, what does this mean? Or I'll look in a commentary. I'll go one website that I really, really love is Precept Austin. Dot org. I mean, just it's just a wealth of content. I'll go there and I'll look up something and read a commentary. But 
Outside of that, I also like to have a book that I'm really studying that's really going to take me in depth. So like the book of Titus, I know we've had episodes on Titus. It's like when I study a book, it's I more I do it more inductively because I want to understand one the context of it, the background of it. And one of the big things about inductive Bible studying is that you allow the Bible to interpret the Bible. So you don't have to go outside of the Bible to say, well, what was going on during this time or what is there? You know, it really is. And when I saw, I was like, oh, wow, it really is. Cause I would always think like, how did these people know this? Like how, how do they get this? But when you study it inductively, and it takes a lot of reading. So it's good to start with a small book <laughs> because you'll probably read the book about mm, anywhere from like 20 to 30 times before you actually get to study the book, you know? <laughs> so, cause you know, most of the Bible was written, you know, as a letter. Well, I shouldn't say most of the Bible, like the epistles. Yeah. Yeah. They're written as a letter. So it was never meant to be broken up. And so, but when you break it up, you kind of lose that continuity of it. So it's almost like you're having to, you forget what you learned, what you read the chapter before, or you never read the chapter before. You just start in chapter five without any regards to one through four or six through eight, you know? So it's kind of like that. So when I do inductive studying, I like to um, just go, it's a, like a more in-depth study. Um, don't do that every day because you just don't have time to, you know, recognizing that like most, you know, all of the three of us here and the listeners too, like you're working, you have children, you have a marriage, you have to cook, you have, so there's so many other things that um, you have to do, or I shouldn't say have to do that. The Lord has gifted you that you get to do, but also recognizing that studying the word of God or just being and not necessarily studying this, but more so of reading it, saturating yourself with it, allowing it to be a part of your life, regardless of how much time it is, you know, cause some, I don't want you to think, well, if I don't have an hour, I may as well not do anything. You know, I hear people who's like, well, I just listen to scripture while I'm putting my makeup on in the morning. Hey, as long as you're getting the word in, however you need to get it in. But I would just say, you know, when it comes to studying, it just looks different. You know, it just looks different depending upon um, what what else I have going on. But it always includes opening the Bible daily. I don't care what I'm doing. I will open the Bible every day, every day. Yeah, I think about, I think it's Hebrews 4, but it says that the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. And I'm coming to the word of God. For me, I feel like lately it's it's this, okay, God, what do you, what do you want to show me? What do you want me to see? What do you want me to understand? And it, you know, this week I was reading one of the Psalms and it talked about pouring out my heart to him. And I, and I just did that. I just pour my heart out to him, you know? And, and so there's this place for me of that. It really is an encounter where I get to know who he is and he's showing me who I am It's a mirror. It's living and active. It's a mirror. God is the word he, you know, and, and I think about it's this encounter. It brings me closer to him. And so that can look many different ways. And sometimes it is, sometimes I am just reading to read because I know I need to read. And I know man does not live on bread alone, but every mm-hmm. word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And it's not even just me. It may not, may not hit me. So sometimes mm-hmm. I have to pray for my heart to be soft, to understand it. And then yes, 
to put it into context, right? Uh, in Acts, it talks about, you know, uh, they they would listen to Paul, but they would go back and look and to see what, what he said was true, mm -hmm. right? And so it's just going back and not just listening to sermons, but going back and this is true. And what does this mean? And one of my favorite ways where I find that I, I have the most depth is when I do word studies. And I know that that does take it sometimes a little bit out of context. So you have to keep that in perspective. But uh, when I was a young disciple, Rita said to me, she goes, Hey, when I'm feeling prideful, I don't study out pride. I study out humility or right. So mm -hmm. studying out the opposite of whatever I'm struggling with, what does it look like in the opposite? And so I love a good concordance. I love looking at words. I, I really love, love, love looking at the different translations. It helps me, even though I know like the ESV is probably the one closest, right, to the original um, translation. So I, I, I will look at that. And then I will often look at the other verses um, mm -hmm. in other versions. And I sit in it. I sit in it. And um, and and that kind of really helps me to understand it. And God, what are you saying about this? Or what do I see about your character in this? Or what is yeah. this about me in this, and it's this, um, encounter. And so that's, what's helpful for me in my walk, right. Being close and what I'm studying. And I do love a good concordance and I just use Bible hub on my phone and I love it because it's easy. And I, I often try to read it for myself, understand it, and then go, yeah. All right, what are other people saying about this mm -hmm. and help me to see this in a bigger, broader view, or what is the context? Um, but I try to read it for myself in that, read it in different versions, and then I might go to a commentary. And then I really love meditations. So I love meditating on the word. I and I'll do it myself. Like I don't I, I do listen to other people's meditations, but honestly, when I sit in the word and I'm recording a meditation, it actually really helps me because yeah. I'm 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 silent, I'm quiet. I take time for solitude, I take time to to meditate and chew on it and and sit in it. And what does this mean? And what does this look like? And the Holy Spirit comes. So to me, it's that kind of space where I'm creating this encounter, um, mm -hmm. of this living, breathing, active word that, that does it, it, it is like a double-edged sword. It cuts the sin out of my life. It shows me myself mm -hmm. when I can see, oh yeah, I'm a mess. <laughs> Lord, help me. That's not, I'm not quick to forgive. I'm not quick to listen. I'm not slow to speak. Right. So these are things that come up and I'm like, it's a mirror. God, help me to be this way. Mm -hmm. You know, help me to live out this word that you have here and, and cut out the things and judge the thoughts and the attitudes that no one sees. Yeah, right. Yeah. He, you know, in that quiet place with him where he's like, yeah, I saw you being jealous. I saw you comparing. Yeah. I saw you. And this encounter with him that he loves me. I love you said that he loves me. He loves me. This is a place where I get to feel and see his love. The Bible is not a book of rules and mm -hmm. like condemning, but it's a place that really helps me to live. Um, and it really is my, my bread. I love open wide your mouth and I will fill it, you know? Um, and it's just really been helpful to shape my mind and my heart. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of how I approach Bible study. There's so much I want to say. Well, first, I want to say, I want to say, depending on what part of the Bible you read, it can be a little soap opery. Like, there's some ratchet people in the Bible, yeah. and God tells their stories too, which makes me feel like I'm in good company. Yeah, and you know when people say the Bible is boring, I'm like, you're not reading the Bible. The Bible is the Old juicy. Testament. <laughs> All right, it's like you are not reading the same Bible I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I there's so much. So I'd say when I first started Bible studying, I was a Lisa Turkhurst book study pro. That's not a Bible study. It's a book study. I was study. I studied all Lisa Turkhurst books and was like, okay, I know a little something. Yeah, no, that wasn't it. So then I went to um, Love God Greatly, which I think is an amazing online resource. And they were doing online Bible studies before the pandemic. And they have a great reading plan. And they help really try to get people to observe and apply and pray over scripture, which was a that was a great start to my journey. And then I got on Periscope and I followed some amazing Bible teachers. And that word inductive study came across and I was like, what is that? And Tiffany, you had a great way of sharing what it is. It's just explaining the word with the word. Um, but it can be a little intimidating because you're like, I don't even know what the first verse meant. How do you mean I'm explaining the word with the word? But that's the great part of inductive studying. And that's where I have thrived in my knowledge of the word. That's where I really love exploring the word. And because there's a lot of different parts to it. So first, I always pray. Before I start, because I need the Holy Spirit present in order to illuminate God's message and let him know what's coming to me. Because if D reads it, it's going to be on D's level. And I need it on a whole new, another supernatural level. So I always invite the Holy Spirit in with prayer. And um, I also journal before I study, like to get everything, like anything that's already on my spirit out. So I just kind of just write kind of like a prayer to God. And then why I love inductive studying, because it's observing God's word in my in my mind. And I have a lot of questions. So it's really great to take it and be like, why is that word there? Like, what does that word mean? Like you said, the word studying and going into the concordance and where are they at and why are they saying this and who are they saying this to and for what reasons? So inductive study takes you to that level. It takes you to a little, not beyond the text, but it, like you said, giving you context to what you're reading so that you're not taking it out of context. And um, and so for me, it also provides a picture of the word so that I can understand it. When I'm asking those questions, I can fill in the blanks, which is what I was intimidated by. Those are all the things that I'm like, I don't understand this because I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know why this word is there. I don't know where they're at. I don't know who they're talking to. So when I answer those questions, then I'm like, oh, okay, now I understand why he's saying this to these people, what's going on. And so for me, it allowed me to interpret it better because like, again, interpreting on my own and just reading, probably is not going to be the best interpretation. So when I'm going into the word and observing and answering these questions and how it first started was through my weight loss journey. Um, for 30 days, I fasted and I went into the word and prayer. And so I was going, like um, Jennifer said, when I was being tempted, I was learning how to be steadfast and I, like different things that mm-hmm. different issues that were coming up in my walk in the fast, I was going to the word. And so that became allowed me to become really familiar. And then once I learned these things, once I observed and I put the pieces of the puzzle together, then it was like, okay, now how do I act this out? How do I apply this in real life? Mm -hmm. And so for studying for me, that's what it is. It's prayer, it's observation, it's interpretation, and then it's application. And honestly, every verse in the Bible points to Jesus. So if you know that, like it's all about Jesus, everyone that it's all about Jesus, it's his story. And then you fill in the puzzle pieces there. It's it makes the study um, engaging, makes it interactive it makes it applicable for you, which is we're sinful people like we're all about ourselves. So it's like, OK, how does this apply to me in my life? How can I walk this out and live this out? 
And so for that, when I went from that perspective and when I learned how to inductively study, um, it took on a whole new meaning for me of seeking the word and just versus just like going through it, checking off the box of the reading plan for the love God greatly that month or whatever the case or filling out the little questions that they have so that they're filled. It actually filled me so that I know the word um, and know what God's trying to tell me. So. I would have to say, and I would like to hear from the two of you too. Like, what was the one of, if you had to say, what was one of the, uh, one of the biggest mistakes maybe you made when you first started studying the word or something you didn't know in the beginning that you wish you knew when you started to study the word? I think, um, cause I was sitting here thinking, and for me, a lot of times when I, I would try to, I don't know, it's like I was looking for myself in the scripture and so it was like, I was making everything that I was reading about me. So it's like, you read something and you'd be like, oh, well, you know, it was like, I was looking to, I won't say to really apply this. I'm trying to think of a good example, but while I think about that, it wasn't until I started reading the Bible to see God that it changed because I feel like when, when I was reading it to see myself, I missed his glory. Like I missed all who he was and all that he had done because I'm looking for myself or maybe looking for an answer to a problem that I'm having or something that I neglected his glory. Like I, in so many ways, I kind of feel like I reduced the Bible to be about me instead of allowing um, the Bible to shape me, you know, to change me, to transform me. Um, but I was reducing it to my level, like, oh, this is about me. Okay. This, 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 but it's like, I missed it. Like I missed God. Like, I felt like I was missing him <laughs> because I was looking for me. Or I, was I would say one of the first mistakes that I made was one, equating a book study to a Bible study. Mm, they're not equal. Um, somebody else's opinion on God's word is not God's word. And so commentary would be another thing. I remember when I got my life study Bible and I was like, woohoo, finally understand. But it's like, no, let's try to come to the interpretation on our own. And then let's let outside opinions come in. Yeah. And then I would say bouncing around. Uh, here, there, mm -hmm. everywhere. And um, I, I don't know if it was generative. One of you said that the Bible is, con it's, chronological like it's meant to be read in the order that god designed it and so bouncing here and there and everywhere and i i honestly focused on the new testament for a long time because i was scared of the old testament because mm -hmm. the old testament is can be a little scary um so those are my three things like just looking to man instead of looking to god's word i would say yeah. um not getting the context because i was just bouncing around from here and there mm -hmm. and i forgot the second one already but I said it a moment ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's similar in the sense of going just for information instead of an encounter, you know, um, it becomes a checklist. And it, yeah. believe me, there's times that it does in my life, you know, um, and there's times again, like I just need to read, but, um, but I, but I want to know him more. I do want to love him more. I do want to, mm -hmm know what he has to say to me. I do want it to not be just reading so much. And then I forget what I've read. So I'd rather, like we say, right, better is better, more is not better. And so I'd rather sit in one verse and remember 
what I thought about that morning or what God was showing me than have read four books. Oh yeah, I read four books today, you know? Um, and so I think that it's that encounter piece and being able to draw close and, and, and feed on it and let it renew my mind, you know, let it, renew, let it change my mind, let it tell me something, let it teach me something, let it give me some insight. And, but I'm, I'm chewing on what you said, Tiffany, cause I think I can look at it and I can, you know, there is a lot of me, right. And so being able to, to say, okay, got it. And that is something I feel like more recently of fix my mind. Like my mind is in this world. My yeah. mind is on me. My mind is yeah. on my problem. But mm -hmm. I was reading in Isaiah 40 today and it's like, okay, I cover the earth with my tent or the heavens with the tent. I, who, did you ever bring justice to the earth? You know, or you think of when, when he's like in Job, when he's like, did you ever let a lightning bolt, tell a lightning bolt to go? Right. And so it's this taking yeah. my body off mm -hmm. of the physical world and allowing it to think higher. There, yeah. there's spiritual things going on all around us and the Holy Spirit's working today. And so to get my mind out of today and in the moment and get my mind on this bigger picture of what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, I need that because I can be right here. And so I think, you know, when the word of God just becomes a mundane thing for information versus like, ch ch get me out of here, yeah. you know, get me into the real realm of what's happening. Um, and, and the stories are funny and funny and you see, I, you do see yourself and yeah. you know, I can be a Martha, right? You know, yeah. uh -huh. I'm not always a Mary. And so, yeah, I, yeah, I think it really is an encounter and not just information. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. I feel like when I was in Nicaragua, um, we had quiet time and I, that's exactly what it was. It was encounter. Like I would just, it was just like revealing, but I was also studying the names of God. So it was learning who he is at the same time, which is just so amazing. If you, if that's a study that you might want to be, start your journey just to learn who God is. Um, there's so many, again, Pinterest, go on Pinterest for the names of God and just start studying the word. But it was, it was an encounter and it was and that's what the word is for. It is the story of Jesus so that we can get to know him better. And then we can walk in his image. And if you don't know him, how can you walk? How can you mimic? How can you emulate him? And so um, I love that. I think that's that word just right there. Encounter has changed my experience. Mm -hmm. And that, and when I wake up in the morning, I get up early in the morning as a get to to be in the word. One, mm -hmm. because it's quiet and silent and I really I really want that time. Um, but I wake up excited. Like, I'm like, ooh, I get to hear something from the Lord today. I get to spend time with the Lord today. I also like my matcha that I, I drink with it. And I have a whole little routine that I do with it. Um, but it, it's what gets me out of the bed because I have a very comfortable bed is because I get to spend time with the Lord, honestly. Because something, D, like, I know one thing for me that helps me. And uh, hey, this is just me. I, I have locks on everything else. The only thing that's open on my phone in the morning is my Bible, my commentary, my meditation app. There's a few little resources that I have. Everything else is locked. And so because I have found myself at times like checking my email or looking at social media. And so that's just something for me that has helped me. Mm -hmm. I have to put in a code if I want to go anywhere else. And it stops me. It's like, no, Bible, commentary, like whatever, you know, those those apps that I have 
that I use. And I like using my paper Bible too, but I also, I love being able to explore different versions quickly. So it's why I like using my, my phone too. But I think I, I, for me have to put kind of locks on stuff. Mm-hmm. It just helps me. I think I don't actually, I'm the locks would not help me. So I leave my phone upstairs. <laughs> it's completely upstairs. I have a separate tablet. Um, it just has Bible hub on it. Again, I like to verse map too. I didn't say that earlier, but I like to see the different versions of the Bible saying the same scripture and words that are similar and those type of things. And so I do use Bible hub as it, and it, that's pretty much the only app. And I also need a timer because what I just remembered is I also do breath prayer, which um, Jennifer said she likes meditation. I complete my Bible study with breath prayer. And so whatever, um, whatever the Holy spirit has put on my heart for whatever, whatever I'm studying at that moment. And then I sit for five minutes and I breathe that in prayer and I have a timer and I start the timer. I close my eyes and then something also that I've recently did, and that's also was inspired by someone as I take communion. Um, not always. It's just when I feel the Holy Spirit prompts me, but I have the I have the the wine and I have the bread to do that in my morning time. Um, but the breath prayer, I feel like it's kind of like me like a seal of our time with the Lord. It's a time to be in the Holy Spirit. It's a time to breathe God's word in and just really to connect. And it's just and the, just the power of breath. And something also that I've um, read, heard something is you shouldn't consume anything on your phone or any of that light more than at least one to two hours after you wake up. So if you can keep that in mind versus checking your phone those first five minutes and or holding off for at least an hour. And that just helps you with your productive productivity in your day, your thought process. Um, Cause if that's the first thing you consume, like your brain's already in that like manic, let's go, 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 busy, busy, busy mode. So um, I just leave it upstairs. I go straight downstairs so that I don't because I will unlock it in the moment and be scrolling and tap in and check in and all the things. And yeah, and the breath prayer, like the meditation, I feel like it's also something that I look forward to um, because it's a renewal in my spirit. It's renewing my mind. And so that's something that I, um, and I make it a routine. I make it kind of, not a ritual, but like a routine. And so it's something that, is part of my day and something that I look forward to to start my day. And I just wanted to say to um, just, you know, just thinking about those who are listening, right? We've, t- we've said a lot, <laughs> you know, we've said a lot. I do this, I do this, I do that. And I just want to, you know, just kind of remind you that is not in our doing, right? It's not in our doing that the Lord reveals himself to us. Um, it's like, like John tells us, God draws us to Jesus and Jesus draws us to the father. You know, it's not our doing, you know, so just remember that, you know, it, it can be overwhelmed. Well, oh, now I have to do inductive Bible study. I need to do this. I need to do that. And, you know, and it can feel like I'm never going to do all those things. I'm never going to have time for those things. And just think about it. You know, Old Testament, like New said, they didn't have a Bible, Like they did not have a Bible. It said Enoch walked with God and he was not like it doesn't take the Bible for you to have a relationship and an encounter. And, you know, we come to him from a heart place. So just want to remind you in that. Yes. Are all those things good? Yes. Do those things have a place? Yes. But Jesus, you know, just remind you, like Jesus is the point. Jesus yeah. is the point. And so you just want to remember that and be encouraged in that. If you don't have the time, you you know, um, just keep going to Jesus, keep showing up to him, asking him. Um, but I do believe, you know, 
that's how we get to test and see what we're hearing. Does it align with God's word? So it's important to know the word and be in the word. So you'll know when you're hearing these voices, is it the enemy? Like, is this God speaking? Is this me? So like the Berean Christians, you know, I know like, yes, this is true. This is from the Lord, but don't feel like you have to do all the things to grow in your relationship with him. He, he loves you. You know, he loves you so much and he will reveal himself to you. Like um, he gives us more of himself. Um, I think it's Hebrews, right? That says um, um, when you come to him, you must believe, you know, you have to believe that he, it, he does exist and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. So you come to him, you believe like I have faith. I know God that you are here. You are with me. He'll reward you with more of himself. Like he will reward those who diligently seek him. Hey everyone, it's Jennifer. Thanks so much for listening to this episode with us. We're super excited to be able to dive deeper with you. So we've created a guide on how to study the Bible. Go ahead and look below in the show notes and click for how to become a part of the Ardent Wives Club. And we look forward to diving deeper with you. And so in your study time, just like any relationship is it's an intimate opportunity to be with the Lord. So it's going to look different for everybody. It shouldn't look like ours. Not Mm -hmm. one of us should be studying the exact same way because it's our, our relationship with the Lord is totally different. He loves us each different, not, he doesn't love us differently. He loves us all the same, (laughs) but he (laughs) relates to us differently because we are his child and he knows how to relate to us differently. just like we relate to our children. And so just being in your word, just get in your word, seek the Lord and encounter Mm -hmm. and abide with him. And if you're hanging out with us, um, we are going to be sharing so many resources for you to get in your word throughout the season, but just keep crying, keep laughing and keep growing closer to Jesus.